0: We have every day, but but we try to mix it up a little bit. We're obviously coming into the to the final stretch of the primary season, which is just the beginning of the election season, quite frankly. Um, yeah. We're going to be saying goodbye to a few people, but we'll be saying... We certainly will. Right? So long. <laughs> right. Farewell. It's nice to know you. Hope you come back again. Some of you. Some. Uh, some of you. Some of you. The, um, right now, guys, you're going to want to be deciding whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or unenrolled, whatever ballot you're going to pull. Not only who do I agree with, but who can actually win, right? I think that in the the sheriff's race on the Democrat side, you're seeing that that race is coming down to that. And um, that people people are putting forward, if they understand politics, their reason for you to vote for them in the Democrat primary is because they believe whether they're delusional or not, but they believe they are the one who can beat Hodgson. And they're asking you to believe that. They're asking you to assess them, not so much on their positions, except that what positions may help them or hurt them against Tom. So I think that race has been, obviously Marcus, you've done a fantastic job with it. the uh thanks there's, there's a lot of r- lot of stuff up at wbsm.com i think our podcasts have been um really informative on that level and it, it's
1: been uh, um actually you know I, i'll say my 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 highest performing i get the numbers my highest performing content is all in the sheriff's race
0: you isn't it funny Pe- when people you start, are really paying when, attention when, to that so when you start looking at those numbers mm-hmm. you um they're addictive right yeah you understand how people <laughs> play yeah. slot machines right? you are like yeah. Some what just one more look, wow. right? right? So this many people, right? This many want to read about this, right? So the um, anyway, so tonight we have two Republicans for Congress coming in. They're gonna compete a week from yesterday. Yeah, in the primary to then run against Bill Keating. Yes. So Bill Keating has no Democrat challenger. Bill Keating, of course, who was regularly on my show, he's been here with Marcus, and he'll be back again. He will be, you know. um, He um, has been in Congress for quite a while. We we all know Bill about ten years or so. Yep, yeah. And um, he's been very open to us, okay. But he doesn't have an opponent, you know. Why would he? Right. If there you go, you know. If you pull the Democrat ballot, you can vote for him. Um, But the real race there is in November. You've got, but you've got the Republicans running against each other. They're going to be here tonight. Yeah. What I would just say is. Listen to them, assess them, give them, you know, if, particularly if you're a Republican, if you're going to pull that ballot. But I would say, decide who you think um, you'd like to see maybe come back. Right? Yeah. Who you'd like to encourage.
1: Um,
0: yeah. But, what, you know, we're going to talk to them tonight um, about the, their issues. It's I think it's
1: a, who's a better representation, do you think, of those of that platform. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah. So we've got those two guys coming in, which I think will be interesting for Democrats as well. Um so, and then after that, we have former mayor, Scott
1: Lang. Yeah, he's coming in. Uh, he's going to talk about his, he's been running ads, you might have heard here, uh, pretty much every hour on the hour here at WBSM, uh, about um, regarding, uh, he's endorsing two candidates that we've had in studio before, uh, May, uh, Salem, May, Salem Mayor Kim Driscoll for lieutenant governor, and Shannon liss uh, uh labor attorney for attorney general. Uh, so... Um, We're he's going to talk about that, why he's uh, endorsed them, and uh, we're just going to talk to him about
0: a a lot of stuff because he's an interesting guy. One of the big questions, Marcus, I'm going to ask him, I think we're going to ask him about is the MBTA ballot question right in November. Now, look, Scott's a longtime Democrat activist. He's built his career on that, Mm -hmm. Um, and he's been a lawyer for a lot of major Democrats, including the Democrat Party. So obviously, he's going to come in and give us a real good bird's eye view of his opinion of the Democrat Party. Absolutely. So. I think I think that'll be very interesting, and that, that's um, and again he's investing his own money to try to communicate to you who he thinks is the best. No surprise that um, he's endorsing Kim Driscoll.
1: I mean, they got elected at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. So they probably did a lot of work together,
0: uh, you know, with conference of mayors and all of that. And she's a very impressive candidate. She is. He she, knows. She really is. He knows Shannon um, Bliss. Re- now again, the thing about the Shannon Ridden race is that it's coming down to the wire it's gotten really contentious too because you've seen
1: so you you've seen first of all shameless rudin spending a lot of her own money uh but it's working because yes. she's doing it behind a message a lot of people just sort of spend their own money and they don't have an effective messaging but she really does uh and she's got a lot of labor support yes which always uh, lends to organizational campaign support which is good and you've seen the polls closing in uh, closing within the margin of error between Andrea Campbell and Shanless Rhodes. Now, Moore Healy's now trying this, again, I, I think strange tactic of campaigning on like almost like a, a, a ticket with um, Andrea Campbell. They have buttons. I don't even made think it's together. almost like, I
0: mean, it, it is a ticket.
1: Yeah. It's very strange. It's weird. Never before. And I, I listen, I, I mean, I think Andrea Campbell. I like Andrea Campbell. Uh, yes, she's she's nice. I've I've met her a few times. She's come down here. She she's very. I've interviewed her. Uh, she's very nice. Um, I just I don't know what's up
0: with that. So <laughs> Marcus, as you know, you've been involved in the campaigns. When you get to this this stage of the campaign and the, it's this close, nobody knows the right move. Yeah. Anyone tells you they know, they don't know. So she's trying to well, close well, the gap, and so she's saying, "Hey, let me bring in Healy, who's going to be the governor." And letter endorsing. But for some people, that's a turnoff. Yeah, because it's like... Seems a little too much. Yeah, because
1: these are separately elected offices for a reason.
0: Right. Right. Right.
1: They're not the same... If they're not the same ticket. So, I I just... I don't know if that's going... I mean... They they, may have competing interests. Having said that... They have competing interests. Having said that... When they both assume office, should they? They'll have competing interests. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I asked Shannon Lissburden if she was currently suing Maury Haley, and she said yes. <laughs> not personally, but... No, yeah. Not Maury Healy herself, but her office, and she said yes. Um, so, we, so, yeah. so,
0: we have that, and of course, so we'll have on Friday, um, Cameron Costa. Yeah. Um, we'll have on Monday because we're going to be here for Labor Day, guys. People take vacations; we don't. Because that's what heroes do, right? Um, although you're all at home going, "What do you mean you're not there Tuesdays and Thursdays?" But anyway, <laughs> so you're not. I take vacation. Marcus doesn't. So, um, so we'll have Chris Markey in on Monday night um, in that race. So we're going to break some news right now. Yeah, right. We're going to break some news. I and, should make a, like a sound effect for that. Right, breaking news. We'll get. I don't have it now. <laughs> <We don't... laughs> I was, you see me, you see me I was hoping you'd throw your coffee mug through uh, that yeah, glass. You see
1: me drinking green tea. I was hoping you'd throw your coffee mug through that glass.
0: Sorry, Michael Rock, but we got to caught up in the enthusiasm. So we have some breaking news for you right now. This is particularly really unique. Um, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, you're going to find this unique. If you live in Dartmouth or do anywhere in the sound of our voice, you're going to find this very unique. So, Chris Markey is running for re-election to about, I guess, his fifth term, maybe. He's been a rep from Dartmouth, New Bedford, for a number of years. What, what, oh, I got a, I got a good sound. You got for, a sound effect? Yeah,
1: I got a sound effect. All right, so let me know when you're going
0: yep. to break it. So, <laughs> I'll throw my coffee mug. No, so, <laughs> we have, <laughs> through the glass, I'm just dying to do that. Anyway, so... Um, Sorry, Michael, I had a stroke. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, so I can do anything I want. We have so, fun here, don't we, folks? We do. So, so Chris Markey, tonight, I was informed. A couple days ago, he publicized the endorsement of Democrat governor, likely the next governor, Mara Healey. The governor, the attorney general, the likely Democrat nominee, it'll be made official on Tuesday has endorsed Chris Markey as her candidate. She wants to win the primary in Dartmouth and New Bedford, for the Democrat primary. The 9th Bristol District. The ninth 9th Bristol District. So you have Mara Healy endorsing Democrat Chris Markey. And on the other side, and you have... Go ahead. <laughs> Charlie Baker has also endorsed Chris, Chris Markey. Markey. Right? So for the first time in my knowledge, you have a state rep picking up both the re- incoming Democrat governor nominee... Uh, endorsement and, and the, the uh, leaving Republican governor nominee. Really, the, I've never seen that before. The two, the two
1: faces of each state party have both endorsed Chris Markey's campaign. I think that's really
0: something remarkable. It's remarkable. It's it's, it's a real credit to him.
1: Right? I think it's. I think it does speak. I think it does speak to his efficacy as um, as a lawmaker. Yes.
0: His ability to work both sides. Yep. His ability to work both sides. And remember, Charlie Baker's leaving, but he's not gone. So, Charlie Baker will be the governor um, until January. And uh, Karen Polito will be the lieutenant governor until January. They'll be in control of the mechanisms of power. They'll be a deliver. So, for instance, I think you should look forward to seeing a big announcement coming. Uh, tomorrow or the day after regarding some traffic issues that Dartmouth has been having, that Chris Markey's been working with the administration on, right? So, I think it's really important because while it's Democrat and Republican, it's really about the power. It's really about the ability to get things done, right? So, we have this breaking news story. Again, you only get that here at South Coast tonight, that we have Charlie Baker, Republican, endorsing Chris Markey for the Democrat nominee and um, also Attorney General Mara Healy endorsing the same Chris Markey for the Democrat nominee. And
1: so we're going to have his challenger, Cameron Costa, in on Friday, and we're going to have uh, Chris Markey in on Monday. We're also, I'm also, by the way, tomorrow I'm going to have uh, the executive director of transportation for Massachusetts. There's a lot of questions surrounding the MBTA ballot, and I've told him, uh, those questions, and he's prepared to answer them. Right. So, really Excellent. looking forward to that. But tell you what, we're going to do now. We're going to take a quick break, and then when we get back, we're going to be joined by Jesse Brown, candidate for 9th Congressional District. Uh, are you Congress. Marines? Are you Marines? Pay attention. We're <laughs> <laughs> South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus, and I'm with Chris. And, you know, we've been having a lot of the candidates on for statewide office, for local office, for countywide office. And now we're having the, uh, the two Republicans that are in the Uh, primary for the 9th Congressional District that's currently held by Congressman Bill Keating. Uh, We're here joined by uh, Republican Jesse Brown.
2: Jesse, how are you today? I'm wonderful and uh, good evening to everybody and thank you to Marcus and Chris for having me on tonight. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So before we get started, if uh, you'd like to introduce yourself to the audience and tell us why you decided to run for Congress.
2: Well again, my name is Jesse Brown. I'm running for the Massachusetts 9th Congressional District and I'm a father of a 15-year-old little girl. I'm a United States Marine Corps veteran, honorably discharged. I'm a small business owner and own one of the largest veteran-owned businesses in the state of Massachusetts. And I'm also a co-founder of a veteran nonprofit that helps veterans in need. I decided to run this uh, campaign. We got into it about 17 months ago, where we announced and we've been running ever since. And I, I run because the person that I'm running against is Bill Keating, and he's been in office now, an elected office for 45 years. And I feel that the reason I'm running is to represent everybody that's out there, and they're not getting that as of right now. So I want to run for everybody that's out there and for their best interest, not for my best interest. We're speaking with a uh, Republican candidate for Congress,
1: uh, Jesse Brown. So what do you think the difference—you've But you've got a primary first. What do you think the difference is between you and
2: your primary opponent? Um, I, I don't truthfully know very much about my primary opponent. We've had multiple— Primary opponents that have come and gone. This was something somebody that came in at the last minute. So I don't know much about him, but I know more about me and why I'm a better candidate right. in general. And again, I know being a Marine Corps veteran and being a business owner and, and relating to the district. Again, we've been campaigning. This is a big, big district that's out here. I've hit every town that's been out here, talk with people on a daily basis. And the, the differences are I don't know them, so I can't explain the differences between us.
0: So, um, Jesse, you, um, I've been, I've been looking at your, your campaign, looking at, uh, the, you, you know, your disclosures, things like that. You're, you're a successful guy. You're a local guy. You're a Taunton guy originally. Um, that's not part of the district now, but, but you're, as, you're a Bristol County guy. We consider Taunton here. My mother was from Taunton. So, um, we have Shauna O'Connell here on this radio station quite a bit. Uh, the, uh, you've put $100,000 at least of your own money into the race. Correct. So you've made a real personal commitment, uh, which is something, quite frankly, we don't see from Republicans a lot, right? Um, it's one thing to say I want to run because it's fun, it's a lot more work maybe than you even realized. Um, the, uh, but to put, real money right where it could have been invested somewhere else in your business a lot of other places you put a hundred grand into this race folks think you know what it takes in america to earn a hundred grand in cash to put into a race you don't get a tax deduction for that right
2: right and i just want to be uh, clear on that yeah. is that I'm a, I'm a big promoter of the american dream and it's a, if you ask me another reason why i'm running here right. this money wasn't given to me i've worked on oh, this i grew up Extremely poor, mm-hmm. and worked my way up. In the I went in the Marine Corps when I was 17. I got out when I was 21. After that, you know, I started climbing cell towers. I'm a blue collar person. I'm a blue collar candidate, and there's a lot of ways to relate to this district. This district, this district in itself, is a large district. But Bristol County, the New Bedford, the Fair Havens, Dartmouth, that area, it's a very blue collar district. Mm-hmm. So to represent that area, I feel again, if you want to ask why I'm a better candidate or a better person than who's running, that I represent this district because I relate to this district.
0: So we'll have your opponent on in a, in a, in a little while. Um, but while we have you here, I want to ask you about you. So, do you collect cars? I do. Yeah, I noticed on your financial disclosure statement, which I thought was unique, I thought it's interesting. Yeah. And i like to talk to people a little bit about more than just politics, right? I yeah. mean, we're more than just political people. Correct. You know, um, What kind of cars do you collect?
2: Oh, I have a uh, 70 Chevy uh, Chevelle Supersport, uh, 86 Grand National. Uh, nice. fifty six F one hundred. Uh seventy seven Cadillac, which is my favorite one out of the the whole thing, and the reason why is that I was born in nineteen seventy seven and the color of it is brown. So right. that's the <laughs> that's the campaign car right there is the nineteen seventy seven Cadillac Eldorado that's out there.
0: That's cool. That's cool. We have a car show here um in the in the uh what was it a couple of weeks ago, right? Uh, the, last uh, month, the fifties night. The we 50s have a fifties night. night here where the, every, a lot of people bring their antique cars. But I think that that's unique. And you said you, you're a parent. Yes, you, I am. Um, um, you joined the Marines at seventeen. Correct. You were deployed overseas. Yes.
2: Tell people. So I went in in 1995, and I, I was. Majority of my time in, I was deployed overseas. I spent a year over in Japan. I came back to California. I was stationed in the First Marine Division. I was in a uh, Bravo 111, which was called, which is an artillery unit, mm-hmm. and I was deployed on the USS Anchorage, which was part of the uh, part of the 15th Mew that was over, which is the Marine Expeditionary Unit which went over to the Gulf, and we were over there during 1998. If you remember when the embassies got bombed over in Africa, right. that's the time frame that we were over there. So we were involved in those embassy bombings, and at the time when Saddam wasn't letting in any the U.N. inspectors to go in, so we were over in Iraq and Kuwait. So you were just on the float training, we, we,
0: right? Training, yeah. It's pretty a lot much, of but, reading, a lot of push-ups, right?
2: Yeah, the, a lot of that. It's a lot of, as you know, as you say in the military, it's the hurry up and wait. So there you you, you're right. there, but you're always ready. Another Marine Corps model, always ready.
1: 508-996-0500. We've got a call, so let's take it. Good evening. Thanks for holding.
3: Hi, how are you doing? Good. good. Hey, Marcus, uh, I always listen to you. Uh, Thanks. And it's good. Thank you. And uh, Chris, yes. of course, a uh, long time. Thank you. Uh, when he was on uh, with uh, Ken Pittman, of course. Right.
0: Mm. That was a
3: long yeah. time ago. A yeah. long time ago. Yeah, it was, of course, you know. Uh, my only, <laughs> the only thing I want to say is that if um, Mara Haley gets elected as the governor of Massachusetts, we will be the California East Coast uh, and that's all I want to say. All right. All right. Thanks, thank that's
1: actually a great lead into um, a question that we had. Right. So there's a really contentious primary for governor uh, in the uh, uh, on the
2: Republican side. Uh, who are you supporting? W- with the support out there, like I said, my, my race, I've been 100% focused on my race. And But you're pulling a ballot, right? Oh, of course I'm going to be pulling a ballot. Okay. But it, it's that right there. I support all Republicans that are out there that are running. So... The, um, okay. My feeling on
0: this is, and I've been around for a while in the Republican Party, is that Chris Doty is the better candidate because he at least can, like you, he's got his own skin in the game. He's a finance in his race, and I think he's maybe a better message. I remember when Deal tried a few times, and I, I, you know, I'm sympathetic to him, but of course, you're trying to run in Plymouth County, so maybe it makes sense to stay out of that race. Um, so Jesse, the, um, couple big issues here. As you know, New Bedford, Cape Cod, this area, fishing. Mm -hmm. right and there is a lot of federal involvement with fishing maybe too much give us your opinion on the fishing industry what do you think about it what do
2: you know about it well the number one thing is that i've worked very closely so day one another thing i would say day one i'm going right into office i already have bills that are prepared and one of the bills i've been working with the fishing industry right now i work with a lot of different groups the the fishing industry is a very large group And, and number one new bedford is the number one fishing port in the nation right and my goal is to keep it that and scale it up to keep it as the number one thing but the big issue that i hear especially in the new bedford area is that it's the private equity money coming in that's right right now and that's going to decimate the whole scallop industry Mm -hmm. and and we need to keep that out and number and i i also hear that they you're trying to bring in the foreign workers coming in here and that needs to stay out we need to keep americans working at these docks uh you know obviously we have the offshore wind that's going to you know, never mind with the regulations permitting, that's decimating the fishing industry as it is right now. But the offshore wind is another aspect. You know, you see that there's lawsuits right now that are going on. And what, we, what I'm trying to do is a mitigation for the fishermen for the okay. offshore wind. And it could be retraining or there has to be some kind of money that are going to the fishermen that are going to lose that work because of the once they start getting built and once that's going on, which... Seems like it's going to happen, but it could stop. You know, it could.
1: Right. We're speaking with a Republican candidate uh, for Congress Jesse Brown. So, um, some of the uh, other local issues that we got going on is we've got an MBTA ballot question. Uh, the the we're South Coast Rail we're expecting next year. There's been a lot of issues with the MBTA. The people in New Bedford get to vote um, whether or not they want to be a district. Um, do you think that they should vote to be an MBTA district and uh, what is your, what do you, what's your take, what's your feelings on the potential take, a uh, federal takeover of the MBTA?
2: I'm not big on any federal takeover of anything. I mean, one of my platforms that I'm running on is to bring power back to the States, plain and simple. So to have a federal takeover of that, I don't, I don't agree with in any form of fashion. I, I did see the reports today on all the safety issues from the, from the FTA, um, uh, your that's the first question but the second question is for it's for the town to decide i mean that's what it really ought for the city to decide for itself and i will work with them in any form of fashion that they need me if they decide to do that speaking of
1: bringing power back to the states there was a there was a recent supreme court decision uh, um, uh, Dobbs that had, uh, brought, uh, that had, that had overturned Roe v. Wade mm-hmm. and brought, um, the decision whether or not to make abortion legal and safe, uh, back to the states. Do you support, because you're a Republican going to Congress and there are some more moderate Republicans in the mass GOP. Do you support, uh, the Dobbs decision and the decision to make, uh, for states to decide whether or not abortion should be legal or, Ill- or illegal?
2: Yes, because it's bringing power back to the states. I I agree that it's bringing power back to the states and for the states to decide what they want. Uh, The the bigger issue that I see that we've had people in office for years and they've done nothing about it. So the bigger question should be asked over the last 40, 50 years, why haven't people that have been in office 10, 20, 30 years done anything about this at that time if it was a big issue to them? Would you support federal legislation uh, to ban Roe v. Wade?
1: I mean to ban abortion. Yeah,
2: and I we I get asked this question a lot. So it it goes down into it's a very it's an important broad, issue. It's a very it's an extremely important issue, but I think it breaks down to multiple different areas in that. It's not just a, a broad brush for everything. And if I was to support, do I support late term abortions? No, I don't. So if you're if you're painting a broad brush, you can't you can't have that. Okay. Chris?
0: So um we um We have a lot of contentious issues within the Republican Party. Um, One of them is crime. The other one's illegal illegal immigration, right? So the Massachusetts legislature recently, um, in an attempt to deal with the federal problem of illegal immigration, right, we know the government has abandoned the border, right? And so therefore, we have a lot of illegal immigrants in the country. So what do you do with them? Where do they go? So Massachusetts has decided recently, at the legislative level, to give illegal aliens driver's licenses. Mm-hmm. There'll be a ballot question, we believe, in November. Overall, Jesse, what's your opinion of the illegal immigration system? Do you think it's a good idea to give them driver's
2: licenses? Uh, I absolutely don't think it's a good idea to give them driver's license, number one. But this, again, this is a big issue. So 20 years ago, I, as being in the Marine Corps, I, I worked the border with the Border Patrol. Okay. And it's the same thing happening today just at a greater scale so i had the uh privilege to go down with the uh sheriff down to the border a few months ago also to see what was going on and it's just it's a constant thing but which,
0: what which sheriff
2: sheriff tom hodgson okay. the only who,
0: sheriff
1: what do you mean i don't Hodge? know, <laughs> no, no, I know. he
2: lives in plymouth no no,
0: no, no I, know, <laughs> yeah, I, know, yeah. I know america's sheriff tommy hodgson so i did not know yes
2: i did so and uh you know i've been down there multiple times but that was the, the one time that i was down there so you know, today I, I also want to mention it's the opioid awareness today, uh, International Opioid Awareness Day. You got me. You got me. No, no I'm we, 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 we want to take it off. And <laughs> I'm joking. So what? What you get down at the border is 90% of illicit drugs are coming over that border right, right. now, and. Within 24 to 36 hours, it's anywhere in the United States. Within it's 36 hours, it's in our backyards, right here, right there. So whatever happens right at the border is affecting us within 36 hours. So to be one of the top four places in the nation with this epidemic, you have to start and cut off the source, and the source is at the border. And you know what you learn down there. You know I'm a, I'm a boots on the ground kind of person, so I, I you need to see it. But also get all the info that's down there. We we need to secure the border, plain and simple. That's it. I mean, there's many ways to do that. Mm-hmm. But number one, you know, exclude all the the, the drug trafficking, but also the, the the child trafficking, sex trafficking that's going on from there. It's money to be made. They're going to make it, right? And we have to stop it there, and then work, you know, for for that aspect. So illegal immigration, I'm um, for legal immigration. Sure. I mean, my my own mother's from germany i mean it's i'm, I'm technically a first generation sure. born american that, just on, like on, hodge on paper and yep. so it's uh i don't say that that much but you saying that right, right now but legal immigration i'm for
0: sure so um i think it's a good answer the uh you, you mentioned tom hodge and you um he has been in some um some issues with the federal government you know he feels like they're doing the wrong thing on immigration. He feels like they mistreated him at the congressional, at the, um, at the, at the executive level, right, with mm. with the immigration issue mm. he had there. Is that someone you feel like you can work with, Tom Hodgson? One thousand percent.
2: Okay, I work and all the sheriffs. Um, I'm a huge supporter of law enforcement in general and you know I, I speak to a lot of law enforcement agencies and groups and the one thing that they need is advocacy and people to be behind them at all times and not turn their backs on them in time of need i noticed that you got the state police endorsement correct the
0: endorsement of the state police officers union right
2: and and that's a you know we, we do have a lot of endorsements that we haven't put out yet but that was a, an extremely big endorsement because they've Typically, and what we know within the last 25 years, they've never endorsed a federal candidate that at any level. So, you know, they're more of a state agency and they, the State Police Association is more deals with the state. So, you know, they, they get into the state races majority of the time. But we've been out there and such a strong advocate from day one of law enforcement and all public safety that's out there that they felt uh, – Grateful. I'm very grateful that they gave us that endorsement. Five
1: oh eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Let's go back to the phones. We've got some calls. Good evening. Thanks for holding.
3: Yes. Good evening, gentlemen. Great show tonight. Thanks. Thank uh, yes, I just uh, wanted to put in my two cents. I uh, followed Jesse Brown's uh, candidacy, and uh, I'm very impressed. Uh, he's a self-made man. Uh, I like his thoughts uh, on uh, immigration and the fishing industry, also. I come from a family where there's a lot of fishermen, and I, I think it's a, a crisis right now, uh, particularly for the labor aspect, the basic fishermen. The industry is, is changing right now. I believe Keith, uh, uh, Representative Keating has done very little to nothing for that industry. Uh, looking at his funding, it, it's basically coming from lawyers and lobbyists, and I don't believe he's a a friend of the average working person in fall river new bedford area particularly uh and that that's that's why i'd like to see young faces new faces with some some good ideas uh particularly uh not people who will defund the police and and adopt a a fairly left-wing policy in many of their platforms and positions. I just uh, don't like the the direction the country is going in right now. And bad enough, I I believe, if we have Murray Healy uh, as governor, we certainly need some people who are in moderate to conservative viewpoints to uh, offset that balance, to to make a better balance, particularly in Washington.
1: Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, 508-996-0500. Good evening.
3: Yeah, thanks.
1: Uh, Having a hard time hearing you, sir.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Try a little
0: harder. Try a little harder.
3: Hey, uh, I, I can't bad. believe
0: I got to teach you how to talk. Come on, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I
1: relearned. Hey, man, you, you got to work your phone thing out and then yeah. call back. I learned
0: how to talk again. Yeah. So, um,
1: so, uh, so, Jesse. Um, but we were talking about immigration. Uh, you talked about Tom Hodgson. Tom Hodgson's a big supporter of Donald Trump. Uh, are you a
2: supporter of Donald Trump? I would take, I again, another question I would get asked all the time, and I would take any endorsement. I would take an endorsement from Donald Trump. I would take an endorsement from any Republican, Independent, or Democrat, because that's the way you're going to win this well, race. Would you here. vote for him if he's on the ballot in 24? Um, again, I'm focusing on my race right now, and these are it's all skeptical, hypothetical questions that we would have out there. That's if he even runs. We have, have no you vote, Did you vote for him in 2020? I did vote for him in 2020. Yes, oh. I did.
0: Uh, go ahead. So, Jesse, um, another, another question that I think a lot of Republicans Republican voters want to know, um, it's pretty easy. You're in the Marine Corps, you understand firearms. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a very large firearms community around mm-hmm. here, right? They're one of our biggest, av- some of our biggest advertisers on this radio station are in the firearm, local business owners. Um, we have a ton of gun clubs around mm-hmm. here, right? Mm-hmm. What's your position on the Second Amendment? Pro Second amendment, amendment, 100%. So you'll be another Marine from our delegation, right? When you hear the guys, the two Marines we have in our delegation... Act like an AR-15 is a weapon of war, Mm -hmm. right? Were you given an AR-15 to the Marines? Because when I was in the Army, they didn't give me an AR-15. An AR-15 is a civilian rifle. And and, um, it's not an automatic rifle. It seems to me that we're demonizing, and a lot of people are playing on the technical ignorance of the public when it comes to firearms. You don't have that. And um, so you're a strong defender of the Second Amendment. Correct. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Republican candidate for
1: Congress Jesse Brown listen to us live welcome back to south coast tonight uh
0: i'm marcus i'm chris and that's jesse brown so um jesse is running for the republican nomination he'll be on the ballot um all over this region just look for his name he's seeking the opportunity to run against uh democrat bill keating um he's been at this for a while um you're not you this is really your first for your for you, foray into politics um talk a little bit about your business what you do
2: Yeah, so I started my business in 2007. I have a business partner also, marine. We started it by ourselves. And we've grown that business over the years, like I said earlier, to one of the largest veteran-owned businesses in the state of Massachusetts. And how you get that is that at one point in time, we had over 50% of our workforce war veterans. We were actively trying to hire all veterans as they get out. So for me, it was a personal thing as, you know, even getting into Congress will be a, a, a tremendous and a huge advocate, again, not just for law enforcement, but also for all our veterans that are out there. This district alone has a, approximately over 100,000 veterans in it. And it's a, I've been, I'm a, I'm a member of the VFW also, a member of the Marine Corps League. So, and I also, with the nonprofit that I have, uh, but going back to the business and part- tell us what exactly you do. It for in the nonprofit, no, the business. Oh, the business. So, what what I do in the business? And I started right when I got out of the Marine Corps. I, cl- I started climbing cell towers. All right. And I've, with no pun intended, I climbed a la- ladder of success. I went from you know being being the grunt, working, climbing the towers, to becoming a foreman, to becoming a construction manager, and then starting my own business after that. So working from the ground up, learning everything, uh, y- you get to see. How everything operates, and, like I said earlier too, that's why I'm a boots on the ground kind of person during this campaign, I, I do something's called the real jobs tour, okay? And I go out with local businesses. I give them four, six hours. I've been out with ground fishermen i've I've cut people's hair. I've been to i've been with, that come I, out. <laughs> One was my campaign manager, and um, so he had to do it. He's all right. Like all I right. think he was bald by the end of the day, but that's okay. Uh, I mean, I've I've made sushi, I've flipped burgers, I've I've worked in Staffers bars. Staffers really do anything for their candidates. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say the, um, so you, um, how did your business do uh, during the pandemic? There was struggles because number one, we work all over New England. So primarily during that time, Boston, we had a lot lot of work going on in Boston, but they put a moratorium on doing any work in Boston. We were an essential business because of all the all the cell phones you needed the communications to keep going. So we were an essential essential business, but it did slow down. You had supply chain issues, just things weren't weren't coming through. I mean, we install antennas, cabling. There, there are a lot of things that we needed that we didn't have. So we did take a hit in it. Um, we, we kept our workforce going at the whole time. I mean, again, you have to adapt and overcome to any situation to keep business life whatever you want you have to keep it moving forward but at the same time we did have to take a step back because we we were hurt by it by the shutdowns that were going on out there you know what i want to do is take a break now so we can yeah. have a solid like 10 minutes
0: absolutely with, with, with jesse all right so we're gonna take a break now we'll be right back 1420 wbs Hello, i'm chris mccarthy marcus ferro of course is here and we have our guest in the studio it's a republican candidate for congress uh, jesse brown um, we're talking off the air a little bit so um, jesse was was born in taunton and um he's um, got some roots down here he's got you he spent a lot of time in
2: this area he lives in plymouth now uh tell us a little more about yourself growing up where were you yeah so uh t- I, gr- I grew up in taunton right. uh like i said everybody has a story of how they grew up you know you, you grew up very poor father left the, the, the typical story of a, a single mother mm-hmm. growing up and uh but one thing i did get into was basketball i started playing a lot of basketball and You know, I was down here a lot because I was part of an AU team. And truthfully, I don't even know if they still exist at this time. uh, But it was called Buddy's Basketball. So maybe some of the old school guys that are down here, they they will remember that. Now, we were a great team at that time. You know, our our age group went to the Nationals, traveled all over the country playing. But, uh, you know, that time was when Chris Heron was uh, playing. But he was a couple of years older than me at that time. Marcus Wills was down here, you know, New Bedford. And so there's a lot of ties at that time from that that time before I went into the Marine Corps. And once sure. I went in the Marine Corps, I moved to Plymouth and, you know, life takes over after sure. that. You have children, you get you start working and you have mortgages. And and next thing you know, you're running for Congress. And that's how it goes. So
0: if people are impressed with you as a Republican, they have to pull the ballot. If they're going to pull the Republican ballot, unenrolled a Republican. How do they learn more about your campaign and your candidacy?
2: Uh, We kept it as simple as possible. You just type in Jesse Brown for Congress. That could be Facebook, Twitter, anything that you want to do. Our, Our website is Jesse Brown for Congress. So it's a very simple thing again jesse brown right. for congress and i think it's a very easy name though also i think you ch- did you change your name for it it's so nice <laughs> hey, so
1: we're speaking with a republican candidate for congress jesse brown have there been parts of the district that you've sort of discovered
2: uh since you've um run for congress like oh wow this is incredible no one one thing that i've noticed uh just because of my business i've been to every city and town in massachusetts and that's just the nature of the business okay. in itself so did I did I notice anything different from this district? No, I mean I know this district very well. Every town's forty three cities, uh, forty three towns uh, and cities in this district. Now, one big thing that did happen was the redistrict redistricting of this district. So the new the new ninth district, what I call it. We used to have half a Fall River. Right. We lost half a Fall River, so the furthest west that we go now is Westport, and we go up mm-hmm. the, the furthest north is Cohasset. Cohasset, Situate, Bridgewater, and Precincts 1 and 2 in Rainham were added to this district with, a, with approximately 50,000 people. So we have 788,000 people in this district right now. And one thing that I have noticed, uh, what I didn't know before, is all the events that I go to. There's a tremendous amount of events in some of the little nooks all around the places and I've met such wonderful people talk to them so if there's one thing that I've learned about that is how much this district has to offer to everybody that's
1: there. So I want to do a hard pivot to some uh, congr- uh, issues uh, in, in D.C. since you're running for Congress. There was recently a uh, the Inflation Reduction Act that was championed by uh, by President Biden and the Democrats. Um, would you have voted for that legislation
2: if you were in Congress? Uh, maybe there would have been some parts of it, but I'll tell you one thing I wouldn't have voted for. Well, you can't line out and veto it, so would uh, you have well, voted for it, yes no, or no? No, okay. absolutely not. Okay. So, and, that, and I'll tell you the one, and I know is, is Yeah, I'd like, like to hear why. I know, I'd like to hear why. One of the main reasons is the, the, the funding for the IRS, adding all, all the new uh, agents, and because I just think that's going to be a detrimental to small businesses that are out there, that they're going to really start auditing a lot more of those small businesses out.
0: So, we're speaking with Jesse Brown, a Republican candidate for Congress. So, the key is you need the nomination, right? So... People have to go vote for you if they want if they want you to be the nominee. So, Bill Keating's no, he's not a lame duck. He's not going to be an easy candidate. Um, there are some just you know uh, differences between you two. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty favorable district as far as Massachusetts districts go. Um, it's the most favorable
2: district in Massachusetts for Republicans, right?
0: Um, what is your line of of appeal to the voters for November, should you be the nominee?
2: Well, like we were saying before, it's you're voting for the person, right? And you want the best person down there. That's going to represent you and everybody that's in this district. And like I said, with my background and who I am and relating to everybody, understanding their needs, that's my main goal is to represent the people that are out there, not represent myself. I always feel I'm a big advocate of term limits, out there, you know, everybody says, oh, you're for term limits until you get in. I mean, I'm for term limits because I feel when somebody is in there that long, it's just, you're not voting for the best interests of the people anymore. And that goes across the board. Um, I even say Republicans, nobody should be in office that long.
0: We're speaking with Jesse Brown. So Jesse, you, you're you a business owner. You said You said you've been all over the district putting up towers, things like that. What have you learned about the economy of Massachusetts and where we are and maybe what you can do to help it when you get to Congress or not to interfere
2: rather? Yeah. So uh, Massachusetts, but this district in general, it's yeah. very diverse. I mean, we were joking earlier, like I, I can sit here in New Bedford, you know, you go across the bridge as a foreign country and right. vice versa. There, there are right. some place people down there that never, never leave or go over the bridge anymore. It's, it's foreign to them. So this economy that we have here is extremely diverse and you need somebody that's engaged in that, you know, from the fishermen industry to, you know, 13 towns that are not along the coast. I mean, we have one of the biggest coastline districts on, on the East Coast. I right. mean, it wraps around all the way to P-Town, comes right around to Westport. So we, we have a lot of different areas that we can capitalize off of that's here and a, a lot of room for growth also.
1: We're speaking with a Republican candidate uh, for Congress, Jesse Brown. Uh, Jesse, we're just about wrapping up here. So uh, before we let you go, um, just one more time, if you want to give your website uh, and where people can go to learn more about your campaign.
2: Yes, again, Jesse Brown for Congress. That's our website, Jesse Brown for Congress on Facebook. That's the easiest way to get in touch with us. And we look forward to hearing from every one of you. We need the help. And I finally want to. September 6th, we do have a primary, and I humbly ask for your vote, everyone out there. Excellent. Oh, All right, you. Jesse thank Brown, you. Thank, thank you for
1: uh, thank you for joining us, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon.
2: Thank you, sir.